Hello and welcome back to Movie Issues. I am your host, Leland, here with the other host, Spooky. What's up? We are here once again to walk you through another shitty movie. Well, less walking through. Yeah, we're not going to walk you through this one. This, uh, much like uh, when we did Jason X, this is... I mean, this is better than Jason X, but also <laughs> not great. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. When I go to bed tonight, when I wake up in the morning, I will have completely forgotten this film. That's right. I think so did America. Mm. Before we get to the film, as always, we like to drop a little news. Did you happen to see the Bond Blu-ray thing today? I saw it on your Facebook. Well, other than that. With with uh, <laughs> all of the excitement of an Asian Emoto-Con. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, you're not one for happy faces and whatnot, but your glee in your in 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 what I was kind of feeling from that post was like you know when when they make the little uh, closed eye happy face emoticon. Uh, it's a thing the kids do. Don't I don't mean like that. I just said I want it. Yeah, with but an I could, explanation point. I could tell. I could tell <laughs> that you know. I'm sorry. I didn't put the smiley or frowny bracket. I apologize. <laughs> I could tell it was more than just wanted. I, I felt. <laughs> see, I was reading between the letters, and in between the letters, I saw, oh, oh my god, I want this so bad. Yeah, but I didn't feel the need to put that. What am I going to no, put? No. I want this star, comes face star. <laughs> like I just don't. No, you don't. Like my, my action at the moment. See. You don't have to, because I know we've we've been friends for a long time now. Valid. I didn't post the minute and thirty second trailer that I found for a DVD set. I just figured, you know, the picture's good. It's good enough. It's a nice box too. Actually. Dude, box set. All the Bond films on Blu-ray now. Fiftieth anniversary to date, counting Quantum Solace. Yeah, or? up to Quantum. Hmm. Yeah. So what are we going to do about Skyfall? Uh, I'll just buy it and set it next to the box set. <laughs> That's the problem with box sets to me about movies that keep making more. Well, it's got to happen. I mean... Does it? Like, I, didn't they do a, a Harry Potter box set some years back? Uh, it's, they've done several, which is always retarded. Because you think to yourself... Who's going to stop at six and be like, you know what? I'm good. Story ended at six. Yeah. I don't care for seven. <laughs> what? Like, yeah. Some of them I have seen. Like, I think I think when, like, part four came out, they gave, like, a chest box set that had room for, like, some other films in there. All right. In the essence of, say, if part seven hadn't been two movies. Oh. So, you know, because when they were doing four, they weren't even fucking thinking about seven no. yet. I mean, they were working on five. Like, Shit, was seven even the book even out? No. Yeah, well, then, yeah. So, I don't know. Box sets are kind of funky. I think it was a nice box set. It had all six Bonds on it. Well, I, I was honestly, I didn't think George Lazenby deserved to be on that cover. I was like, <laughs> he did one. No one really cares for that one. So, yeah, let, let's just stick to the, the main five that really people Count like. It. Uh, yeah, if, if, honestly, if they, if they just want to put the made four, because <laughs> like, as much as I enjoy Timothy Dalton as an actor, not my Bond. So it's like, I actually knew a guy that was his James Bond. Daltrey? Yeah, Dalton. Dalton? Timothy Dalton. Not Pete Daltrey from The Who. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we get into the arguments. 
arguments, not conversations. <laughs> like arguing. He'd be like, nah, Dalton was the best Bond. I'm like, he made two movies, and one of them is wildly considered one of the worst Bond films. <laughs> so don't fucking come at me with that shit like, oh, he's good. Which ones are uh, Dalton's? Uh, he did Living Daylights and License to Kill. License to Kill I've heard of. Living Daylights I've never heard of. Living Daylights is actually okay. It's got some good stuff in it. Uh, I mean, the AHA song is probably the best part of the movie, but that's not you know from it, here to there. It does not flicker any kind it's of all good. connection it's all good. in my brain. But License to Kill has a young Benicio Del Toro as a drug oh. dealer. <laughs> and Wayne Newton. Well, <laughs> Wayne needs work. Anyway, I got excited about that Bond box set. I really wanted it. And I, I got... But it's going to come out... Like, here's the thing. It's January. They're previewing a box set that isn't coming out until Christmas when the next movie comes out. So oh, I can't get really excited about something that's 11 months off. So the Resident Evil franchise is still moving along. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're doing Resident Evil Retribution is the fifth installment of this series well, of films. To be fair, Mia Jovovich is not doing a lot of work. You say that, but she has at least two other movies a year other than her Resident Evil movie. Does she? Yeah, she actually has quite a... What's the last one? Three Musketeers. Fuck. And then she did one with De Niro last year also that was in the theaters for all of like a day. Shit. All right, fine. I mean, I'm just saying. She has a legitimate career as far as being in movies. You've bested me. Well, that wasn't my goal. <laughs> but I did not know this bothered me a lot today. I actually thought about this for the vast majority of the afternoon, which is sad because that means I had nothing better to do today. That franchise has made $700 million worldwide altogether, like all four films. That bothers me. It doesn't really, really surprise me much considering they're going on the fifth movie. Like, I don't know. I don't I mean, think worldwide? the Friday the 13th movies have made $700 oh, million sure and they they're already uh, like uh, way in they're advance. Like, they're like the second top grossing horror franchise. What's the first? Saw. Yeah, no comment on that. Yeah. That's where the state we are in the world. But I just was like, that's cool. I don't I think because I'm coming off of... We saw part four recently, and that was so bad. Which was kind of the inspiration for this podcast. <laughs> In a sense, I think it was, but we're not going to rewatch it. I'll, we, we can just do that right now. Maybe, maybe It's a shitty fucking flick. Maybe in a year. <laughs> maybe maybe one year we go back. I, just, I remember watching going like, oh, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. like I just, and the, the, the article was like 700 million worldwide, part five filmed, you know, well, going... The, State of the art 3D technology, just like the last one. Remember the, the James remember the, Cameron. Remember the trailers technology. they had to play up using the same camera that James Cameron made yeah. for Avatar. Really? Yeah. Wow. Didn't make an Avatar. I tell you that much. <laughs> um, like, doesn't your husband direct and produce those movies as and well? Write them, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like at, at this point, probably. Um, and, and let's specify, not my husband. You mean Mila Jovovich's husband? Didn't I say her husband? It don't matter. <laughs> I, I wouldn't marry Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, I don't he makes know, shitty movies. For, for the money, for the lifestyle and the money, <laughs> I, I may marry him. You know? I do think it's really funny about the Resident Evil 5 retribution waste of time. Um, Michelle Rodriguez is back. Oh, good. 
she died in part one, so I'm kind of confused if this is like a prequel or... No, because they met her in the first one. Clones. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's she's she's like Phoenix now. Oh no, because Mila Jovovich is like fucking the Dark Phoenix. Well, she was. And then she got then depowered. She, then she got depowered. So, what X Men character would Michelle Rodriguez be? Um, Stacy X. <laughs> I just my my brain just kind of overloaded trying to think of one. Well, trying to, trying to pick one of the many. I was kind of aiming for the only Latino. X-Men that I know of, and that would be Sunspot, who's a dude. Skin was a Latino descent. He's dead, it don't matter. Well, <laughs> if we're going by that route. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, there's only dudes. Let's be honest, Michelle Rodriguez, kind of a dude. <laughs> a little bit. Did you see SWAT? <laughs> I saw Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, gee. Speaking of SWAT, I got a segue. Jeremy Renner was in SWAT. And he's in the next movie I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was. was the bad guy. He was. Uh, this hurt me. This cut me a little deep, but I get where they're going. Um, in the year of the fairy tale, just kind of took a well. We're gonna have two fairy tale movies this year. <laughs> two well, Hansel like two and Gretel. Snowman. What's that? Two Snow White films alone. Yeah, in months between each yeah, other. Yeah, like yeah. not. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel was supposed to come out uh, March. Two months. And, well, apparently that's not happening. Got pushed back till January 2012. Yeah, you got excited about this one. I did, out of all three of the fairy tale movies coming out, that was the one I was kind of jonesing for. I was mm. like, what's that? Witch Hunters? Good Actors? Famke Jensen? I'm mm. in. You know, like, and then that's the one that got pushed back. I'm like, but no, Kristen Stewart? Still on track. Well, because that, that's a huge budget movie right there. Yeah, like, it doesn't you can, fucking matter. Nah. <laughs> You think any of these uh, any of these production companies are kind of maybe setting some kind of um, backup plan in case the world ends? Contingency plans. That's you mean because of twenty twelve? Yeah. You think you think there's any kind of you know just in case? I don't know. I didn't want to think about it, but now that you've got my mind rolling on it, I'm pretty sure George Lucas is prepared. He's got like a bunker under. I don't think a bunker's gonna matter. Well, according uh, to how I've read it up on it, it don't matter if you get a bunker, a ship, it, we're done. You just drop dead. You were done. Like, but oh, time runs out. Remember the insanity at Y two K? Oh yeah. Um, it's gonna be just magnitude by know. like fifty percent. I don't know. Well, yeah, by half. That would be fifty percent. Well, like I was. <laughs> At first, at first, if I my thought my math is still correct. <laughs> if I remember right, percent is half. Typically, I just think there's going to be those insane people this holiday season. There's going to be stocking up on water, and we're going to have to hear about it. And then when it doesn't happen, we're going to have to hear about that too. It's kind of like what was it? The rapture was yeah, supposed the rapture, to happen a couple yeah, months ago. Like there are people who are taking that seriously. Did it happen? And maybe we're just the ones left. Like we don't know. I kind of hope. Like, oh no, I, man! That means demons are supposed to be hanging out with us. Maybe they are. We're we're supernatural fans. We've we've seen what demons can do and how they can hide. Yeah, we gotta get some salt, homie. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so we watched Titan Eight E tonight. 
I'm moving on. No, it's fine. <laughs> we can have our special supernatural podcast later. Yes. <laughs> Titan 80. Yep. Yep. Titan AE. When did this movie come out? 2000. <sighs> I really felt like it was a little earlier. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like in my mind through the movie, I was like, I feel like this is like 94. Nope. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. With an all star cast. <laughs> it was almost like, hey, who was hot, hip, and trendy? Like you the, have to assume two to three years prior to the movie being released because that's it you know, takes, a, takes, long takes time a while. This is a lot of CG. Uh, so with your main characters of Matt Damon, Drew Barrymore, Bill Pullman, I'll give you those three at the time. Well, still today, depending. All on, big. You know, yeah, and they're all kind of big still. Still, yeah. still big, but for different reasons. Yeah, the same reasons they were. Late um, 90s. You got like John Leguizamo, big in the nineties. Uh, Janine Garofalo, very big in the nineties. Yes. You know Ron Perlman, who is basically just, just there for working. two scenes anyway, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Your favorite Tone Loke. <laughs> <laughs> I can always spot a Tone Loke. <laughs> and then Nathan Lane, which was kind of weird, because yeah, is. It was slightly weird because his, he, his his creature wasn't gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I always know when it's gay Nathan Lane. <laughs> but he did use the word cornucopia. <laughs> he did. I didn't catch it. <laughs> hmm. But what makes this movie kind of interesting as far as the history of cinema goes which that's I'm losing using that term loosely but I love this fact I mean you know you got Don Bluth co-directing I mean the dude didn't even get like full director credit on it Uh, who the fuck knows why not my problem I mean, because, you know, as always, we do as little as much research as we need to. Just the IMDb, more or less. (laughs) Or whatever Wikipedia's got going on. But, you know, Don Bluth worked for Disney, had their Fallen Out, did, like, Secret of Nim, and All Dogs Go to Heaven, and Land Before Time. Really good movies. Yeah, I mean, some of those are pretty solid. Like, like those, those three fucking, like, I watched the hell out of when I was a kid. I'll give you Secret of Nim. I loved All Dogs Go to Heaven and okay. Land Before Time. Have you watched All Dogs Go to Heaven since you've become an adult? No, but um, I stated when I was a child. Fair enough. It's when I was a child, good. I didn't know what was good. Right, fair enough. I know what was colorful. <laughs> I did enjoy Secret of Them. I thought the artwork and the animation on that yeah, was pretty that solid. Yeah, that one holds up pretty well. I liked the voice acting in that one. Yeah, not, an all, not a fan of All Dogs Go to Heaven. Couldn't get behind that one. Come on. Uh, Land Before Time makes me cry, so I don't like it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it did then. I'm pretty sure I don't cry about it now. Oh, you know, you know, fucking little foot in this fucking tree star and shit and mom dying. But I, I don't cry at old yeller anymore. That's a Bambi story, isn't it? Yeah, I don't cry at Bambi anymore either. You heartless. No, I don't cry either. No, it's not. It's, you know, it, it, I've seen it enough times that like I know what's coming. You know, no. I always thought it was more heartbreaking. Like after Bambi's mom got shot, which I don't even... Did she even have a name? Or was she no, just Bambi's just mama. mama? Anyway, after she gets shot and there's that blizzard and Bambi's like walking around the fucking forest and it does it and she's yelling mother, mother, whatever. And it does that really weird like slow push in on Bambi. 
And then it does this quick zoom up to the dad, like the big buck oh, yeah, like on the mountain. Kind of a scare. Right. And it's just like, dun dun. And all he lays out the information is like, your mother can't be with you anymore. That's it. That's and all you need. And apparently, I can't be with you anymore either. Because <laughs> Bambi spends like the next 45 minutes raised by rabbits and skunks. <laughs> it's a lot like Lion King. <laughs> yeah, he got fucking Twitter painted than shit. Yeah, I was wondering about Lion King. You're like, so you learned everything you needed to know from those two idiots? Yeah, from a meerkat and a warthog. Nathan Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, use it to move back to the movie. <laughs> it's the Nathan Lane podcast. <laughs> Man's had a body of work. <laughs> and I do, I, I like Nathan Lane. I'm nothing he's, against him, I'm just saying. He's good. He's always good whenever he shows up. In. <laughs> His SNL back in the day was pretty fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, it was. The uh, Fox Animation Studio did this film. They only had like one kind of bona fide yeah. hit at the time. Remember Fox Animation? Well, they're kind of back, but I'll get there. You're ruining the story. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they okay. only had like one bona fide hit was the um, Anastasia movie, which has kind that. of always been sought after as the best Disney movie that Disney didn't make. Mm. Because at the time, Disney wasn't really making that great of hits anymore because, you know, the... Their ride going out, the Beauty and the Beast, Ariel's, fucking Jasmine, and all that shit. I love where I just named all the princesses. I couldn't even think of the names of the movie. I'm like, you know, those bitches. Yeah, those, those movies. <laughs> those, the fairy tale, Elton John writing yeah. movies. They, like, they had their huge hit with The Lion King. And then Pocahontas came out the next summer, and they thought that was going to be, like, the biggest hit ever. And the movie didn't do that great. Yeah. Because let's be honest, no one cares. So Anastasia did relative good business. So Fox thought was like, all right, cool. We're going to put all our money into this type of sci-fi movie. Try to get guys into the theater. You know, guys and their dads. And they... like Star Wars and shit. (laughs) And shit. Mm -hmm. They made a $75 million movie. Is that all? Well, yeah. I mean... The same no com- I mean, there wasn't as much computer being used just yet, so... Yeah, well, the, the movie is a mix of, like, traditional animation with CG backgrounds. Yeah, it was like a digital-to-digital conversion animation yeah. thing that uh, wasn't used for very long. I guess for the, the time... Because CG kicked in, so yeah. it was like, you know... I guess for the time, 75 is a lot of money. Like, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just so used to... Well, 2001, X-Men, 75 million. Yeah. So... Inflation, dude. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> but when your movie is only pulls in thirty six, and that's worldwide, that's not like just America. Yeah. Bottom line, this movie shut down Fox Animation Studios, which did a couple directed videos after this. They kind of just got back on a good track. Yeah. They did um, that stop motion. Mr. Fox film a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't remember the name the of it. The one with the long name. Yeah, George Clooney, Meryl Streep were in it. Fucking, um... It's got some good stuff in it. Uh, but... What's that, dudes? Wes Anderson directed that. Oh, so, yeah, that's why. You know, that movie did okay, but... You know, it's kind of interesting that this particular animated film basically shut down an entire animation studio. I mean... Hundreds of people out of I would I would say there's definitely something else uh, that uh, really was the reason that this mo- that this movie did so poorly because this movie is not the worst we've ever watched not mm. by not even close. Would you say it was the soundtrack? 
The soundtrack, well, I'd say a good 10 million went into the soundtrack with some big names of the 90s in uh, a soundtrack that sounded like a um, like a poser industrial 90s metal band. <laughs> it was... <laughs> and I had to reach back to my 90s self to pull poser out. I think it's funny that halfway through the movie, you're like, is that lit? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that would be lit. <laughs> I was like, remember lit, everybody? <laughs> um, there was one song in the beginning though I liked from uh, Power Man 5000 that, oh fuck you and your yeah. face <laughs> no no man fucking Power Man 5k that was that was that was my shit back then oh god yeah it, it was almost as if they were listening to the soundtrack of how what we had to play at the store when we worked at the music store together. Yeah, yeah. it's essentially turn on the alternative station, <laughs> pick the next 11 bands to come on, and they're going to make your soundtrack. And not Green Day, because they're always on. That's true. <laughs> yeah, this movie's got... It's not, like you said, it's not the worst movie we've done. It's not the best movie. I mean... It's just got a lot of inconsistencies, I think, is my major issue with it. Things happen that we're not being given explanation to. Yes. It's like it's almost feels like we're just being dropped into the middle of a conversation without knowing how the conversation started. That's kind of how I felt like the movie. I mean, it starts off with the world Earth in like was it 3038 or something? Yeah. Being, the, the Earth is at War, I have to assume. At the very least, it's randomly been attacked by these aliens called the Dredge. 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 Whatever. Stupid name. Stupid creature. Didn't even look cool. No, it, it was bad CG. It was it like was, split down the middle and connected like I know, one it. point from two halves. And then it, was, it wasn't in dialogue. They let you know that oh well, they're pure energy anyway. So then they're not real. No, I mean, it makes them real, but it makes, like, a lot of what you see going on really confusing. Because, yeah, they're they're made of energy, and you can see that. Like, at one point, one loses an arm and then just throws it back on. Yeah. But, uh, and, like, the ships just meld into the, the background <laughs> and shit. They but seem, they're very easily destroyed, though. The, yeah, that's true. I just don't understand how they destroy the Earth. When just one laser took down. Well, a I can understand. Ship. <laughs> I can understand how they're powerful. I don't understand how, like, I mean, ships. Their fighter ships were taken out by like laser rifles. <laughs> like, well, this is just one dude with a laser rifle. Can't can't we just get lots all of the laser dudes <laughs> with laser rifles and just you know <laughs> nip this in the bud? It was just really weird. Like. It, it, I don't get it. They just blew up the earth. Like they, yeah, they, they have this bone to pick with the humans, but we are never told why. They simply wanted to commit genocide. They wanted to destroy the Humanity. human race. For no... Yeah, no reason Maybe they all. just didn't like tacos. I don't get it. That's bullshit. Everybody likes tacos. Even vegetarian tacos. Yeah, I mean, tacos is like food for the fucking universe. <laughs> when aliens meet us... They're gonna like be like, you know, where's the fucking tacos we heard all this shit about? I think I'm pretty sure that's how it's gonna go down. I mean, like, we heard some shit about tacos. I don't know. I, there's there's a small part of me that thinks it's kind of 
low class that that's the first thing we do like hey I'm from another planet have you heard of carne asada (laughs) well if we want to get on their good side that's true or what happens is they blow up the earth and the moon and we're spread across the galaxy in like in this crap uh, Death Star you know (laughs) fucking laser that destroys the earth uh, like fucking Alderaan and shit The, the, the many escape pods which I mean or escape ships we have to assume there was more than what there we saw. There was warning, like, I mean, this this shit didn't just happen in a day, which kind of you kind of thought because well, they the, had been preparing the Titan for a while. I think they discovered that, um, and then, like, I think maybe it's just coincidence. And well, I mean, the the whole the title is based off this ship that Titan. Matt Damon's well, father's character made, but. We don't know what that ship does until the very end of the movie. Like, yeah. everyone wants this golden egg of a ship, but we as the audience are not given the information. We're just like, okay, we're looking for a ship. We, we only know that uh, humanity discovered Titan, or something that they called Titan. We discovered this in the narrative uh, by Ron Perlman. Uh, and, but we, we have no idea what the Titan is. We just know it has to do with this ginormous golf ball looking ship and it's <laughs> been lost for 15 years. I don't know. I just didn't. I was like, all right, that's fine. Humans yeah. are spread across the galaxy. We are shit upon. Yeah. We're, we're tossed to the wind. Yeah. I, I will have to bring up some of the animation. The animation is not dreadful in this. It starts out kind of good. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. It starts out pretty decent. <laughs> They're a little... Just things that I guess better animation studios have done better over the years. Since, so you yeah. see, so like they had shading and shadows the characters. This movie didn't, but there were no exist. shadows anywhere else. So yeah. like you know, Kale, the main character, is walking. There's a light source next to him, but there's no shadow, and you're just kind of like you're just floating on a CG spaceship at this point. There's no soft shadow. There's no hard shadow. Yeah, it was like, kind of rough a little bit because you're like, ah, this dude, you're 2000, man. <laughs> Disney's been doing this shit for it. a long time, and they yeah. have fucking shadows. I mean, they were doing it by hand. I mean, I'm doing shadows is probably kind of a beating. Oh, I'm sorry. It sucks for them that they have to do their fucking job. <laughs> you You're were... an artist. Fucking draw a goddamn shadow. Damn, shit was 75 million as it was. And they couldn't draw a fucking shadow. You know uh... why? Because they were relying on that horrible CG shit. I mean, some of the spaceships in this don't even look good at all. I mean, they look... Dude, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one <laughs> shit. You're just like, you're like, is that a floating pencil? I don't know, I think. Like... The, a lot of the design of the ships, um, like the the main ship you spend most of the time on, was kind of a cool design. That was all right. Everything but else was shit. Every, everything else kind of looked like a like a scrap metal hodgepodge. Maybe that's what was on purpose, though, because we have been disbanded across the galaxy. Well, I mean, the only human civilization we find obviously looks like it's uh, patchwork together. Um, but even well, we are refugees at this point. Yeah, even two of the other locales that we get to in the movie, they—I mean—they still seem kind of a mess. We're at a mining station, and then just a general fucking yeah. Now I don't know what that. It's it's just a trading post. But the design of the people was also kind of like the aliens. Uh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm getting ahead of me on that. Okay, but I don't. Re- oh man. 
This remember the step haircut? <laughs> Everybody had a step haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, bowl, the bowl cut. I think I, I think that's it, more bowl cut. It didn't matter. It was I, I no. That was like a fashion from the '90s that was like I'm punk rock. I have shaved everything under the top of my head, but I have real cool hair on top in multicolors. <laughs> it's just. That was a look that I don't think needed to be reflected in the future. You know I had that look, right? I imagined you did, but did. it doesn't matter. Talk, talking about my hair? The tattoo on his arm. Yeah. Because it was clearly a CG tattoo put on an overlay over a hand-drawn character. So the tattoo never moved with his arm movements. It never always naturally. stayed yeah. the same. And it always... And what a shitty design for the future. I was like, that was your choice? <laughs> it was. It, it's a dagger with uh, a kind of reef of uh, barbed was, wire. I thought it was a spaceship. <laughs> you know what? It, it may have been. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to dagger. But Dagger sounds good. <laughs> yeah. But it does seem so weird. It kind of... It kind of seems like when you went to get a tattoo at 18 to piss your parents off. Except, <laughs> Kale has no parents. So he's pissing off no yeah. one. Like, his, we, we've never seen his mom. Well, she was clearly dead before Earth exploded. Probably. And his dad disappeared when the, when the Earth blew up uh, in, in the Titan ship. That's probably important. Kale is raised by Tone Loke. Who? Th- that's why he has a shitty tattoo. Maybe. I bet Tone Loke's got a couple <laughs> shitty tattoos. What's kind of weird to me and never explained, I think Tone Loke was blind. Yeah, he was blind. But he went blind. Yes. Like, I could tell because the eyes had kind of that crystallized over look to them. Yeah. And he wasn't, he never looked at anyone directly. But, like, what happened? Like, 15 years working hard in the salt mines just took your vision tone? Or? Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the lifestyle of the wild thing. Yes. I asked the guy, why you so fly? He said, funky comedina. Yeah, the designs of the aliens, it was almost... <sighs> take an animal. Take the some of the major characteristics of that animal. animal. Now, exaggerate them significantly. Yeah. Now, throw that into a humanoid-esque shape. And then you've got uh, pretty much every species, I, except the dredge. I hated Janine Garofalo's design in this. The kangaroo, big legs. She had like six kneecaps. I didn't get it. It looked like she was spread eagle the entire time. Like, And they're doing weird close-ups on her little friend, what's his Gru or Grud or whatever the fuck his Goon. name is. Goon. Who is, John Leguizamo. I have to assume, like, he's got to be, like, four feet something. And she's, like, oh. eight feet something. No, and I'd say so he's three and a half. Every time they do a close-up of him, her kangaroo vag is, like, right <laughs> behind him. Because that's at the eye line of everything. And it was just like... It's at I, his eye line, but I he's a mole did, man. I just didn't get the designs. It really bothered me. Well, I was she just bugs like, you the most. For $75 million, get a designer to come in there and go, like, you know, not all aliens need to look crazy. You or know, like animals. We, we, we could Star Trek it. It's cool. Just paint a blue face. I'm good. You yeah. know? Um, like one of, one of the antagonists, um, Freed was just a humanoid rat with With reptilian skin, plate. though, if I felt nah, like. Well, no. He had like webbing under his arm. Which was stupid. Like the old, like old Spider-Man costume. I just, it, it was I stupid. Uh, yeah, like... 
general general design. I mean, humanoid. You know what? You have problems, but that kind of was ninety. Say say this movie took two years. That was kind of ninety eight, ninety seven. I'm fair enough. I just say they didn't like it. Um, I also found some major faults in the dredge. If they're made of energy, as we've established already. Yeah. Kayla's put in a force field. A force field, I believe in theory, you're not supposed to get out of. Like, that's the whole purpose of the force field. If I am going with yeah. standard science fiction. Yeah, a force field's a shield for keeping things out. And he touches it, sparks. Touches it with his other hand, sparks. He figures out if he puts both of his fingers together... He can make a hole and go through it. I find that to be really dumb for a species that can destroy a planet with one shot. Honestly, their force fields probably would be better. I don't. I, I don't think they're really taking in a lot of prisoners. I'm just saying. I found it to be an easy out. Look, the bottom line is the scriptwriter didn't come up with anything better. And then when we found out who wrote this script, we felt bad. <laughs> Did we? Well, I feel like we deserve something better, I guess, is what I'm thinking. That I'll agree with. (laughs) I mean, you got Ben Udlin, who is kind of one of the creators of the Supernatural show, Joss Whedon. And some other guy, but let's be honest, we didn't know who that dude was, so we didn't give a shit. It didn't matter. So we're going to focus on the two that we know. Yeah. Joss Whedon. He's written some... Hey, dude, everyone got to work. That's He's true. written some shit that and has been made, and you just kind of go, huh. Boy, this is Buffy time, though, isn't it? Maybe he wrote it years ago. I mean, uh, he was okay, he was okay. and Joss Whedon. So maybe yeah, he was brought yeah. in to, like, bump it up. Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'd have to just kind of assume Joss Whedon didn't have much to do with it, or... Maybe, you know, this was early for for him. Like, it's... Like, really, it, even looking back, none of it even sounds like Joss Whedon. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he had much to do with it. I mean, he, he couldn't have written any of the dialogue. You can always hear Joss Whedon dialogue. Well, you know the, the story of X-Men 1. How the only thing that was kept from his version of the script in the movie is the most dreaded line ever uttered in cinema. Which we will not talk about. Yes. We'll just refer to it as the frog line from here on out. Storm's line. But apparently in an interview, he tried to explain how, why that line didn't work in the movie was because she did not deliver it correctly. Okay, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was still a shitty line. (laughs) Yeah. I don't see how that line could be delivered well. Nope. Uh, it's 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 <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> um, I I want to kind of talk about Kale and his daddy issues for a second. Oh, all right. Uh, so on Earth, when everyone's escaping, he's split from his father. His father goes in the Titan ship, and he goes with Tone Loke. <laughs> now, for fifteen years, Kale is raised by Tone Loke. And Poorly. grows this big chip on his shoulder about his dad never coming back. He promised, but daddy never came back. Yeah, it's funny, like, Tone Loke never took the time to tell him what his dad was doing with the Titan ship. Exactly. Like, like, that conversation never came up. I mean, like, you could see before they all left, Tone Loke knew his father. Yeah, clearly. Like, his father gave Kale to Tone Loke, be like, take care of my boy for me. Yeah. 
I don't know why you had to make Kale's father sound like Mr. Ed, but we're going to go with it tonight. Uh, I, I didn't want to try and fake a Ron Perlman without practice. So. No, no, don't. Yeah, like it seems fucked up that as angry as Kale is, he doesn't know, he doesn't seem to know anything about his father. No. And that means Tone Loke for 15 years ain't said shit, blind old fuck. Like, what the hell? And even when Bill Pullman's character showed up, which you clearly saw that he knew who he was also in the beginning yeah. of the movie, he didn't recognize him at all. No, he did. I think he did. Oh, no, because he asked him, who are you? Oh, oh, Kale. Kale didn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, Kale didn't recognize Eh, I could believe that. I mean, yeah, at four, enough. your memory's real spotty. I'm just saying. And through a, you know, a tragedy of the earth blowing up. <laughs> yeah, but it's all about Kale losing his town, though. Yeah, and his dad sucks, because he didn't come back. Let's also focus on Drew Barrymore's animated character of uh, Akuma, Akima, Akira. Akima. What the fuck's her <laughs> Akima, yeah. <laughs> Some, well, Akima, yeah. <laughs> some Asian. Yeah. Um, yeah, just what a weird mix that is. There, she starts out real kind of like tough chick, and then, um, real suddenly, without any legitimate kind of like, this is how the character progressed. All of a sudden, just like, oh, Kale, why don't you jump in on this? Why don't you get crazy on my backside? Yeah, it, it was almost like they had one small adventure getaway yeah. together, and she was head over heels in love with him. Yeah, and you were like, D- again, did did we miss something in the plot? Like I, no, a lot of this movie is like we're jumping from scene to scene to scene, but there's no cohesiveness to the scenes. Yeah, you're just dropped in the middle of conversations, aren't expected to figure it out as it goes along. Kind of true. I don't like that. Show, give me a story that's presented how it should be. Ah, doesn't bother. We get to the end of the movie when we finally find out what Titan is, which, let's be honest, is clearly ripped off from Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Like, it's the Genesis dis- dis- device. Um, more or less. Uh, it Genesis from Star Trek makes an uninhabitable planet habitable. Uh, this one just... Fuck it. Just makes a new planet wherever it is. No, you are you're half correct, actually. Yes, the Genesis device was supposed to take an uninhabited planet and make it habitable. Uh-huh. Okay, so well anyway, Titan AE or Titan makes a completely new planet out of the floating ice that is has surrounded it. This nebula or whatever. And nothing. It's sci-fi. They gave us a line of dialogue somewhere along the lines. You know, we just accept it. Yeah. But I find more interesting is when they get into the ship, like, they find all the DNA strands of all the animals that had been around on Earth. It's like a future Noah's Ark. Right. And that's fine. You know, it's sci-fi, so it works out. That makes sense. But I asked you in the movie, like, if it was just one animal that that always been really pissed you off. Would you go and find it and pull that one out? You're just like, well, we don't need this one on the planet. Uh, and if you do, does that one animal not being there somehow fuck up something that you never knew it was going to fuck up? Um, you threw out the platypus, and I found that offensive. Like, what did the platypus ever do other than being the proof that someone has a sense of humor and creation? Um, yeah, I, I, I threw it out there because it seemed like the funny thing to say. True fact. Yes. Um... <laughs> Although I I thought about it, uh, one as far as uh, your question, 
I don't think it'd fuck anything up because there's no established ecosystem. Every, everything's starting from scratch. True. So there's probably a handful of animals that without proper care, probably going to die anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I would, I would take all the snakes out. <laughs> I don't like snakes. Snakes stop rats, though. <sighs> so do cats. Well, yeah. I like cats better. I'll take house cats out, but I'll let big cats stay. <laughs> but big cats can't deal with some little mice. They're too. They're not worth it. You need house cats for small mice. Giant spiders. I would. Um, they, spiders would be my second choice to take out. <laughs> I feel that all these animals probably do something. Yeah, I guess technically they all do something, but. I mean, I'm, I'm building a brand new planet here. I, you know, I'm I'm a and and oh. because it's just me and this uh, and and Akima, who uh, you know, apparently I've got the hots for out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I think you know what the the two of us we can do whatever the fuck we want. That's true, and it, and they say that in dialogue. Like he refers to himself as king of the planet. Like whoa, whoa! Just yeah. because you turned on the switch that made said planet. I don't think they just hand over the keys to you and be like, you're in charge, man. Like, you're a 19-year-old kid with a yeah. bad attitude. I'm not trusting you. You named the planet Bob. That right there tells me you're not ready to be king. <laughs> yeah, and that was a hilarious That line. wasn't funny at all. Oh, my God. Like, I, not my even, stitches. Even when at the end of the movie it was like, Earth 2, parentheses, planet Bob. Like, I was just like, no, it's just not funny. Yeah. I'd, I'd be offended. Like, I'd want off the planet. Fuck it, I'll like, blow it up again. I mean, it's like, you're another, another Titan? <laughs> I'm going to live on the dingy spaceship. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Planet Bob. Yeah. It just we, was pathetic. I don't know. You know what's also kind of weird? Just the fact that there were all kinds of aliens. What do you mean, in general? Yeah. And, like, no real explanation as to how we met them. Well, that was in the future. None of them, none of them liked us. No one ever likes humans. Yeah. It's re- we just must be horrible in every It future. is a theme. It is a theme in sci-fi. We're just horrible, horrible. We're a horrible creature because most sci-fi things, humans somehow cause a lot of pain and suffering to others. Uh, not so much in Star Trek to the extent of this movie, but I have learned over the years being a Trek fan that we as humans will fuck almost anything. Like, there is... Always a half-human something rolling up on that show. Always. Like, it's just like, oh, all right. How'd that even work? Like, I mean, I get it. You're humanoid, so I guess the principles are basically the same. But let's be honest. Well, Captain Jack from Doctor Who also willing to fuck anything. Yeah, but we're talking about the Trek, man. I'm just saying, like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's more than just the Trek. I can kind of see it. Yeah, Captain Jack though he's he's all over the map. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he didn't really give a shit. <laughs> Male, female, fuck it, fuck it all. Plant. Yeah, dragon. I'm, I'm sure he got real crazy on a plant once. Sharon Stone. Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I just yeah, you're right. Humans are assholes in every futuristic society. No, it's just kind of like really, and we haven't bettered ourselves in anyone's mind of the future. Like any sci-fi writer, any we're always just horrible, horrible individuals. 
and that and that's kind of the weird part. It bothers is, me a little bit. It's actually. not like some other species or race is writing this. We're writing this about ourselves. Yeah. We constantly write our own race as a bunch of selfish dicks. Like we know we're bad, but yet we don't do anything about it. Some people do. I'm not. This is not like you a know, generalization, generalization by anything. But so, there's good people. We know good people. We've also worked retail. I, I want to hit a couple uh, quick spots as we <laughs> as we blow through this. Um, one, uh, sounds of uh, ships and whatnot in space. I don't know why you're harking on this. We always have sounds and ships in space, except in like Serenity. Yeah. Or BSG. I know, but it's still, it just feels lazy. You don't have to, like, you shouldn't do it because there is no sound in space. Work around it. Like, why? I, Star Wars didn't. Why should anybody else? Do you use Star Wars to uh, justify everything? Fuck no. No. I'm just... I'm just saying what most people do. We've also improved our movie-making technology, and... But we we write better scripts now. Mostly. Do we? Most, <laughs> mostly. Mostly. Do like, you see episodes one through three? <laughs> um, another thing that stood out to me was uh, Preed was hitting on Akima. Now, 15 years... Well, okay, I, I take that back. Because we don't know how long this, the, the, the aliens have known humans. Still seemed kind of weird. I didn't feel like interspecies co-mingling was, uh, was really a thing yet. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like when a dog just... Humps anything? Uh, humps your leg and it gets you know bored when it can't find an insertion hole after a while and just gives up. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like their DNA is compatible. It's there isn't going to be no Yoda looking mutant baby born. You know oh, what I'm saying? Not. You know, I, uh, it, it, just, was just, it just it was just a throwaway scene that I think they it, were just trying. Is, they were just trying to establish that this character is a slimy, a slimy character. Yeah. I mean. And, and and when he turned out to be kind of a bad guy at the end of the movie, you were like, "Oh well, gee, you didn't, didn't see, see that one fucking coming." coming. <laughs> he was only a rat man. <laughs> um, oh, but this this I I should have mentioned earlier. The animation has ADD. The animation itself has ADD. I don't know if you noticed something constantly moving characters constantly moving. Nobody stood still the entire movie. No, that would be a Don Bluth special, though. Yeah, yeah that's just, just a that thing. thing. It really he has his me. his productions have a very stylized look to it. Like anyone who really knows animation, you can you know right away. Mm -hmm. It's something about the way his bodies move, and especially the mouths. Like they all move. The same way, mm -hmm. not very Disney like, and I think that's done on purpose because he was so burnt when he left Disney that he tried no matter what to make it as not Disney as you possibly could. Well, they fucking snapped a, snapped a homeboy's neck. I thought that was kind of hardcore for an animated movie. <sighs> really, I didn't think it bothered me. Well, we've seen worse on The Simpsons. Uh. Oh no! The because he he fought it. He fought it for a second. It's not like he just Steven Seagal'd it or anything. <laughs> like, like the like. Uh, I mean, he was he was he didn't want to die, and and it just snaps it like not even like level in a circle. 
kind of one of those side and up yeah, snacks. Yeah, it was a Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Schwarzenegger I, snack. I will say this, though. I think the cartoon butt was probably where you knew it wasn't a Disney film. Touche sales. <laughs> you were like, oh, there's cartoon nudity. <laughs> Disney doesn't do cartoon nudity. Technically, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Little Mermaid, when she's, you know, defend. <laughs> bitch, sounds, bitch was naked. Sound, sounds so gross when you say defend. Well, it's, well how else would you... Well, I guess I could have said when she gets her legs. Yeah. But, but bitch was defend. <laughs> like, when the nasty blue drag queen took her legs. <laughs> I was bugged at the end when, um, when one character is shot in space... Bleeding out into space, you see the blood floating around him. That means there's a hole in his suit, which means the vacuum of space, because space has no atmosphere, Leland, means he should be sucked out of it. I, I, or at least all the air sucked out. He should be dead. He should not live for the next five minutes to redeem himself and save the day. I, I man, I don't know. And just, this movie kind of fell apart there at the end for me. <laughs> like we said earlier, not the worst movie. No, not. But just not a really good movie. Not the worst, because I'm still bitter about New Year's Evil. Um, yeah, you gotta let that go. Jason X was my idea. <laughs> I've let that go. Okay, all right. Well, then then I'll let, I'll let New Year's Evil go. <laughs> um, this one may stick a little while. But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure tomorrow I'm gonna forget about it because at the end of the day I'm gonna forget about this movie. This movie just does not do anything. Well, you know what also helps forgetting about movies? <laughs> Drinking <laughs> a lot of beer, six pack. For real? No, no, no. I'm oh. just saying. <laughs> I was like, this is not a six pack. No, no. Shit, you had two during the film, so I have to assume that two I, is where you're at. I had I had one in the beginning and one just before the podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, like, oh, no, I'm probably, uh, I'll say two. Uh, I don't feel you need it. It's not like it was so dreadful you want to drown <laughs> the sorrows no, of the film away. No. Um, yeah, I'd say two, maybe two in a shot. Whatever kind of gets you into that point where your brain stops working, that's where this movie lives. <laughs> right at that point where your brain stops working. <laughs> you make it sound like at the end of Hook. <laughs> right before Robin Williams wakes up and Julia Roberts is like, you know that, that, that part right before sleep and dream? That's where I'll always love you, Peter. Like That's what you just made that sound like. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Hook? So uh, two two beers in a shot get you where your brain just starts kind of shutting off a little, you know. Turn off the lights and uh, just absorb what's happening in front of you. <laughs> that's that's where this movie I'm gonna lives. I'm stick with my two. I'm cool. <laughs> Make it easy. Um, well, that's Titan AE. Yeah. Well, if you want to move on with this, you can reach us at movieissues at gmail dot com. Or you can like us over at Facebook slash Movie Issues. But it's worth it because you'll always get uh, you get links to the podcast whenever it comes up. We throw up a uh, special little trailer uh, earlier in the week to let you know uh, what is in store. Uh, and we also uh, link uh, general entertainment movie news. Yeah, if we find something interesting that happened out there, we'll link you to it. 
Yeah, so, you know, or just talk shit about it. Also true, uh, but it's <laughs> whatever it's, we feels up to date. <laughs> but, uh, but it's definitely the the site, the spot to interact with both Leland and myself. Well, that's going to be a wrap on the podcast tonight. I'm Leland. I'm Spooky. We'll see you next week. <laughs>